0: Hello, my name is Ho Jun Yun. You're listening to Medicine on the Way. The boat we would take the moonlight on the lake. It is December twenty thirteen. This is episode number thirty-one, and today's topic is spontaneous bacterial peritonitis. Spontaneous bacterial peritonitis is an infection of ascetic fluid that was previously sterile in the absence of an apparent intra abdominal source of infection. About 20 to 30 percent of patients with cirrhosis who have ascites develop spontaneous peritonitis. 70% of cirrhotic patients with spontaneous bacterial peritonitis has child puke class C. In more than 90% of spontaneous bacterial peritonitis cases, enteric organisms have been isolated from the ascitic fluid, which indicate the gastrointestinal tract may be the source of bacterial contamination. The widely accepted pathogenesis is bacterial translocation in which bacteria directly migrates from the intestine. Factors that are associated with or known to promote bacterial translocation include impaired phagocytic function, decreased activity of reticuloendothelial system, and low serum and ascitis complement levels. Other suggested pathogenesis include hematogenous transmission of bacteria and intestinal bacterial overgrowth due to slow intestinal transit time. About 92% of spontaneous bacterial peritonitis is caused by a single organism while the remaining 8% by multiple organisms. Aerobic gram-negative organisms are responsible for about 75% of cases, and the remaining portion is caused by aerobic gram-positive organisms. Of 75% of gram-negative organisms, 50% is caused by Escherichia coli or E. coli. Gram-positive organisms include Streptococcus pneumonia accountable for 19%, viridense streptococci, and enterococcus species. Anaerobic organisms are not associated with spontaneous bacterial peritonitis. Two-thirds of patients with spontaneous bacterial peritonitis show fever and abdominal pain. Altered mental status may be seen due to exacerbation or precipitations of hepatic encephalopathy or suddenly worsening renal function. Abdominal tenderness is present less than 50% of patients. Diarrhea and ileus are shown in about 30% of cases. Abdominal paracentesis is the most important test to diagnose spontaneous bacterial peritonitis. An elevated ascitic fluid polymorphonuclear leukocyte or PMN count greater than 250 cells per milliliter establishes diagnosis of spontaneous bacterial peritonitis. Cultures of ascitic fluid are positive in 50 to 90% and the results are dependent on the volume of collected acetic fluid. For instance, a 10 to 20 millil- milliliter of acetic fluid produces a higher culture positivity rate than a 1 to 3 milliliter sample. Abdominal paracentesis can be also useful to confirm the effectiveness of treatment which should be demonstrated by a reduction in polymorphonuclear leukocyte count of at least 50% 48 hours after starting a treatment. It is imperative to distinguish spontaneous bacterial peritonitis from secondary bacterial, pe- uh, bacterial peritonitis. Secondary bacterial peritonitis is commonly caused by By a perforated viscous, such as perforated peptic ulcer, perforated gallbladder, appendicitis, and diverticulitis. Acidic fluid total protein, lactic dehydrogenase, and glucose levels help differentiate spontaneous versus secondary bacterial peritonitis. Secondary bacterial peritonitis usually has at least Two of the followings. 1. Decreased glucose level, usually lower than 50 mg per deciliter. 2. an elevated lactic dehydrogenase level. 3. Total protein greater than 1 g per deciliter. We should also remember that most cases of spontaneous bacterial, bacterial peritonitis are caused by a single organism. So the presence of multiple organisms on a cytic fluid Gram stain or culture is diagnostic of secondary peritonitis. Abdominal CT imaging of the upper and lower gastrointestinal tracts should be obtained if a secondary bacterial peritonitis is suspected because the source of the um, intraabdominal infection has to be identified. If the imaging is negative, but secondary peritonitis is still suspected, a repeated paracentesis is to be performed 48 hours after starting an antibiotic therapy. In secondary bacterial peritonitis, a reduction of the uh, polymorphonuclear leukocyte count is absent or less than that of spontaneous bacterial peritonitis. A third-generation cephalosporin, such as cefotaxim two gram IV every eight to twelve hours, or ceftriaxone, one to two gram IV every twenty-four hours, or beta-lactam beta-lactamase agent, such as ampicillin, sulbactam, IV every six hours, is given. Aminoglycosides are to be avoided because of its known nephrotoxicity, as mentioned before. Abdominal paracentesis is repeated 48 hours after the antibiotic therapy is initiated. If the acidic neutrophil count has not reduced by 20 to 50%, the antibiotic therapy has to be adjusted according to the culture and sensitivity results and secondary peritonitis has to be ruled out. The antibiotic therapy is given usually for 5 to 10 days or until the cytic fluid um, polymorphonuclear uh, leukocyte count decreases to less than 250 cells. Kidney injury is the major cause of death and this occurs in up to 40% of cases. Patients at high risk of hepatorenal failure tend to have blood urea nitrogen or BUN greater than 30, baseline creatinine greater than 1, or bilirubin greater than 4 mg per deciliter. Intravenous albumin 1.5 g per kilo on day 1 and 1 g per per kilo on day 3 reduces the incidence of renal impairment and improves hospital survival when compared to those with antibiotics alone. Spontaneous bacterial peritonitis may recur in 70% of patients within one year after recovery. Oral antibiotic therapy is given as a prophylactic and this has been shown to reduce the recurrence rate to lower than 20%. Norfloxacin 400 mg, Ciprofloxacin 250 to 500 mg or Bactrim 1 double strength tablet are given as prophylactics. Even if there was not a prior bacterial peritonitis, these agents can be considered for those who are at risk of infection due to low-protein ascites, and that is total ascetic protein lower than 1 gram per deciliter. The mortality rate of spontaneous bacterial peritonitis is above 30%. However, if the disease is treated early, The rate is lower than 10%. Most patients die of underlying severe liver disease, hepatorenal syndrome, or bleeding complications. Okay, this is it for this episode. Don't forget to subscribe. My name is Jun Yoon, and this is Medicine on the Way.